What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And if you missed me last week, that's because I took a week off. I know, I know. How dare I actually take a week off from producing a podcast? Uh, and yet it was one of my best friend's bachelor parties that I was in Oklahoma for. And you are now wondering if you misheard me. No, I didn't say Vegas. I said Oklahoma, where we spent a lot of time bass fishing. And I think it was sand bass as well. Sand, I don't know. I'm not much of a, an expert fisherman, but uh, I did all right. It was fun. And we spent a lot of time on the pontoon boat and doing cannonballs off the dock, swimming in the lake, um, grilling, uh, hanging out by the fire at night until the wee hours of the morning, laughing, having fun. So much, so much fun. And so when it came around to realizing oh shit, I didn't make a ton of time to uh, record a podcast. I said, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, who's going to listen to my podcast anyways? They should be out grilling themselves. So thank you for offering me your forgiveness and grace for not, not putting out a podcast last week. Uh, but I left Austin. I was in Austin for a, a month, which was beautiful. Um, life-changing in many ways, and uh, drove from Austin up to, yeah, yeah, Podunk, Oklahoma, I forget where I was, Grove, maybe, on some, oh, I was on Grand Lake, it, and it was very grand, it was beautiful, and I was there for three days, give or take, and then I drove from Oklahoma back to Denver, Colorado this past week, and uh so I've not even been home a week, and I've moved into a, a new place. Uh, first time that I will have, be living by myself in over two and a half years. I lived with one of my best friends uh, from right around the very end of the year 2020 until, you know, about six weeks ago. And I... You know, I grew up in a big family. I'm the I'm the middle of five siblings. I have an older brother and sister and a younger brother and sister. And uh, living in a house where there's lots of people, lots of commotion, lots of controlled chaos feels like home to me. So for me, uh, I enjoyed living with someone, but it had to be the right person. And gratefully, with my with my best friend Dan, he's uh, he and I are very similar. In many ways, I think he's probably even more clean <laughs> than I am, and I'm and I'm pretty clean, uh, pretty organized. I bring all this up because 
moving into my new apartment, and you also may be asking, wait, you live in an apartment? I do. I've read, I've read, I've listened to a lot of different personal um, finance podcasts, and they recommend that um, that wherever you live, your primary, you know, residence, that you rent it. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, rent, renting is throwing your money away. And if you look at, uh, there's a book called Quit Like a Millionaire. If you look at how much money you spend when you actually buy a home that takes money out of your pocket month after month after month, granted you can say, oh yeah, but I'm paying a mortgage and that's, you know, there's, there's part of that that's going to the principal. Yeah, a, a very, very, very small part for the first 10 years, right? And you know, for the first 15 to 20 years, it's, it's primarily interest. And then you have to throw on to, you know, all the other things that you want to do to make your house a home. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I will at some point definitely buy a place and live in it, uh, probably around the time that I want to, uh, you know, start a family and whatnot, which could be tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, no, this... These podcasts say rent because if anything breaks, you just call the landlord, right? You just call the, the management company. But if something breaks on your house, like a water heater or you need new siding or you want to put on a, a deck extension or, you know, a new roof, you could be out 5, 10, 20 grand, right? You also have to put a huge amount of down payment. And so the return on investment of buying a home that you live in is not great. But if you buy a home as an investment, which is what I've done with a couple, you know, a couple of my homes and use those as Airbnbs that generate positive cash flow each and every single month that I then use to pay my rent, you know, my my apartment, I'm living for free. And someone else is paying down my mortgage, my mortgages for my different properties. So that's how or, and why I do what I do <clears throat> and why I've just moved into another apartment. So, you know, caveat <laughs> to what I ultimately wanted to say and coming back around to it, what I've noticed this past week in moving into my own space again is how, um, how particular I realize I am as it relates to being organized. Um, I noticed earlier today, I swung by the store and I, what did I buy? I bought a silverware organizer, right? Literally just like a, a Rubbermaid thing that has sections that you can put the forks in, the knives, the spoons, you know what I'm talking about. I bought a little um, suction cup thingy that kind of suction cups on the inside of your sink so I can put the, uh, the little scrubber in there rather than having it just sit in the sink or outside of the sink or below the sink. Um, I bought some different types of um, like hooks, essentially, that I can put coats on or hats or hoodies um, for my closets. Uh, you're, you're wondering, maybe, why am I saying all this? <laughs> because I, was, okay, I got home, I'd gone to church, because uh, as I'm recording this, it's Sunday. Um, I'd gone to church, and then I ran by one of my Airbnbs, and then I ran some errands. And by the time I was getting home around noon, I was 
starving. I was really hungry. But ironically, and it's not ironic, I guess, I was really excited <laughs> to implement the fucking things I bought from the store just so I could feel ah, the sense of like security and certainty and like, like what the hell? I am starving and yet I choose to come in and do like 10, 15 minutes of little house projects to incorporate the things that I bought into my home before I actually feel settled enough <clears throat> to cook some food. And while I was cooking food, well, one, I realized when I was kind of running around the house and I was like putting this stuff in, I'm like, I was smiling and I caught myself. I'm like, dude, you were loving this. Like, why is it that you just love? There's something to be said about having um, <clears throat> our need for certainty. You know, and I've talked about this on multiple different episodes in the past, that when I first learned the, the six um, human needs, like human needs psychology from Tony Robbins, it, it just blew my mind because it was so spot on and so simple that, uh, that we all have a need, first and foremost, for certainty and security, stability, predictability, right? And so as I've been unpacking and, and settling into my new apartment here, it's just been amazing how much I really love like organization <laughs> and stability and knowing where things are and not only where knowing where things are, but ha have them make sense, right? There's a few times I had to move things around from like cupboard to cupboard because I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense because as I'm, because I'm, I'm also like a, a geek when it comes to efficiency. So I want to be the most efficient I can. And so you, have, of course, and, and you probably think, you know, most people think this way as well because you're probably similar to me, but maybe not. Like you want to put the, the silverware and the plates and the, the cups, glasses, all relatively close to the dishwasher. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to be going all the way across the kitchen to put stuff away, right? So I digress. But I have, I'm finally, as of today, settled in. I have everything unpacked. Um, but I am a little, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm a little OCD about stuff. Like, I'm at my stand-up desk right now. And below my stand-up desk are just tons of wires, right? Because I've got fucking dual monitors plugged in here. I've got the, the stand-up desk itself. I've got, you know, a charger for my headphones, my iPad, my my macbook air i've got like all these fucking wires and it kind of bothers me and then t on top of that i bought a new um <laughs> what do you call it fucking uh robo vacuum well i don't even know what you call it right but one of those like robots that vacuums the house and i fucking love it i came home from the gym um no, oh, no, I came home from the from church today, like I told you, and the whole house was clean, especially with a dog that sheds out the yin yang, literally out his yin yang. He sheds, I think, uh, and he's white, primarily white. He's husky German Shepherd, and my hardwood floors here in the place are dark. His hair is just everywhere, right? So, knowing me, knowing that uh, I'm not going to use my Dyson every single day because uh, it's a decent sized place. 
I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I'm going to have this thing that runs primarily first thing in the morning around the time that I'm at the gym. And I can, like, I've had it a few times, you know, I've had it for a couple of days set up. And so literally when I was at the gym yesterday, uh, in between sets, I have the app open and I'm just literally looking at watching this little, not like in real time, not like live stream, but you can see its movement on a map of, it's mapped out my whole apartment. And it just gave me such satisfaction. <laughs> and to come home and walk into my bedroom and like all the carpeting is, you know, like perfectly vacuumed and manicured. It's the same, it's the same way that I got off on like um, mowing my lawn uh, when I was, especially when I was in like junior high and high school. I did it every single weekend. And I just loved having like a beautifully manicured lawn. Now, whether that's just me or it's because I'm a Virgo and I'm like OCD like that, I don't fucking know and I don't fucking care. I just like to have uh, things organized. And so I like to have my house and which also supports my mental health. Like if I have a, a, a messy home and dishes in the sink and all stuff, I can't like that, that. It's hard for me to get shit done. Like that stuff has to be sorted before I can actually be productive. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this upcoming week being like, I'm so fucking pumped because I have everything sorted. I'm now in, I'm literally recording this in my new office, corner office here. <clears throat> I've got these, it's like probably 11 foot ceilings in here, huge windows, it's just a really cool place. And I can literally look out right now, granted it's raining, so I can't see, but typically, I can see all the way out to the Flatirons and beyond the Flatirons, which is kind of overlooks Boulder, Colorado. Behind the Flatirons, I can see snow-covered mountains. And it's June. Like, fucking A. It's so beautiful. And everything's so green. Because uh, I moved out of the city. I'm kind of more out in the, uh, the country, so to speak, between Boulder and Denver. It's been raining so much that uh, I'm like, is this, is this Scotland? I, I legit feel like I'm driving through Scotland. It's gorgeous. If you've never been to Colorado hit me up, um, let me know, because it's absolutely gorgeous. So having said that, I find my sense of stability, certainty, like I said before, which, again, back in the day, caveman days, uh, or let's even just say 300 years ago, maybe even a lot less than that, our need for stability and certainty and security would show up in the need of having shelter and warmth and food, right? Like being able to know, ah, I'm going to be able to make it through another day. Now in our modern society, I don't think that thought. I do take for granted that I'm going to see tomorrow, right? And I make plans for <laughs> next week and next month and next year. And, and I know intellectually that none of it is guaranteed, right? And yet, uh, given that I don't have to really worry about, you know, the roof over my head, and will my, you know, structure uh, burn down or blow down in the wind? I don't have to think about that. I know that I'm, I'm always going to have food in my fridge, or so I hope, right? Um, and I have backups for that too, if that weren't the case. Um, call me a prepper or whatever, but I definitely also have my bases covered if, uh, if anything were to happen with supply chain. I've gone down that rabbit hole and have... Uh, a year worth of food. I've got, you know, firearms. I've got, you know, all this other stuff, which if you're not on that page, you might be like, wait, what? What, what are you talking about? That, that, we'll save that for another whole podcast. 
if you are on the same page with me, then fuck yeah. So that said, I then use life as my uh, playground to enjoy the uncertainty, right? So that's the second human need that Tony Robbins taught me. You have the need for certainty that I really find in my home, like I need to have my home be my sanctuary, where I sleep, where I, you know, work. Uh, I've got my dog, you know, got my life here. Everything's organized and where it needs to be. Uh, I also have like, you know, a, a ton of security and stability as it relates to my nutrition and my health, right? And so, for instance, when I was in um, Oklahoma last week, I gave my buddy a heads up maybe a week before just saying, hey, dude, just, just to give you a heads up that uh, I, know, I know how most of the guys that are there typically like to roll, um, but I'm just feeling like super dialed in with my, you know, my month in Austin and I was meeting up uh, with the, the men's empowerment um, group every Thursday and working out. I was really being healthy. I was eating well. I was riding my bike uh, a lot. And now that I'm coming back for the summertime, which is, the, I think, the best time to be in Colorado. I mean, spring, summer, fall is beautiful. A lot of people love the winter. As they say, they come for the winter, but they stay for the summer because the summer is, like, unbelievable. Um, I've got my two bikes here right in front of me. <clears throat> I'm just going to be getting out there and being active. Uh, I'm going to be traveling a lot. And I told him, like, I don't need, um, well, I didn't tell him that. I just said, hey, dude, just to, want, uh, just to let you know, I'm really dialed in on my health. I'm feeling really good about that. I'm going to, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I'm going to uh, not neglect. I forget what, I'm, what, what word I'm trying to think of, but ultimately saying, oh, refrain. I'm going to refrain from participating in alcohol or drugs of any kind, uh, which would just include, you know, pot, weed, mushrooms. And, uh, you know, if any of the guys have an issue with that, tell them to, you know, talk to me directly. Otherwise, I hope it's not an issue. And, and of course, he came back. He's like, no, man, I totally respect that and, and just love that you're going to be there. So I felt really good that I got through the whole weekend. Not that I got through the weekend, but that I went through the whole weekend uh, with no desire to drink or to do anything else and to hit the ground running when I got back into Denver, moving in. Because I know sometimes if I were to have gone off the rails a little bit, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, when in Rome, let's have fun. That can work for some guys. For me, I get sick pretty quickly in terms of just, I usually get like a head cold um, or some type of like, you know, sinus infection. And it puts me out, not like I can't get stuff done, but it definitely would have sapped my energy and just would not have been helpful with the fact that I live on a third floor of a third story building that doesn't have elevators and I moved myself in and I walked up and down that, that uh, two flights of stairs probably a hundred times over the course of 48 hours. Um, I just really enjoy being in great shape. So again, I say all this because I believe men who are committed to becoming you know, the king of their own kingdoms one of my kingdoms, for sure, is where I live, where I lay my head, uh, the type of nutrition I, I put into my mouth um, and ingest, the, the workouts that I do. My, I've just really been enjoying the workouts I've been doing at the gym, 
my time in the sauna, um, my, my mountain biking, my gravel biking, all the things that I've talked about. And so a lot of that stuff all fits into that inner kingdom that I talk about. Everything that is within your control is within your inner kingdom. And I go into this in depth in my book, Becoming Kings. And so outside of that, though, like I said, I find my sense of uncertainty and adventure out, <laughs> outside, on my bike, uh, with uh, the ways that I fulfill my needs with, within relationships, platonic and romantic, uh, conversations I have, the, the desires to constantly learn new things, uh, to grow my business, to step into <laughs> areas that are potentially uncomfortable for me is where I fulfill my need for uncertainty, my need for adventure and excitement. Um, because the reality is that if you have too much certainty, if you have too much predictability, if you never really leave your home and you're either working or let's say at night you're gaming, but you're not really growing, you're just kind of in the routine, it's very, very easy to fall into um, ways of, of depressive thinking and, uh, and just feeling like you're not making progress in life, right? So it's important, absolutely, to have your house in order. I mean, both physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then beyond that, outside of these walls that I call home and the walls that you call home is oftentimes where we find life's curveballs. And your ability to have emotional resilience, and as I, res as I uh, refer to it in my book as like emotional fitness, like if you're not fit, physically fit, you won't be able to uh, run up a mountain. If I weren't physically fit, I would not have been able to, uh, I'm almost in my mid-40s, which is crazy to say, I would not have been able to move so many heavy boxes up, you know, so many flights of stairs and not feel sore the next day. But I was able to do that and then just go to the gym and do my normal thing. So without that physical fitness, I wouldn't have been able to have the freedom to live my life and, and just to do it and, and to move forward, right, with your next day. But the same thing holds true. The same analogy holds true as it relates, relates to your emotional and mental fitness. Because if you're not emotionally fit, life's, life will throw you curveballs and you'll swing and miss, right? You'll strike out big time. And it's not to say that I don't, you know, <laughs> miss the curveballs that life throws at you. But I'm almost more so uh, at a place where in my life where I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating the next curveball because I know they're going to come. Life, uh, if there's one thing that you can be assured of is that it's not going to happen in a straight line, <laughs> right? It's not going to happen the way that you want it to happen. But it often happens in a way that is necessary for you to grow the most. And uh, I think a lot of times our brain wants it to happen in ways that keeps us safe the most, which would be also, you know, our, our brain's need for stability and security and safety. But in reality, the growth happens as a result of how much uncertainty that we can handle. You know, so the greater bandwidth, the greater amount of emotional fitness, emotional resilience you have, the greater... Uh, quality of life, I believe, that you'll be able to 
to participate in and uh, be fulfilled with. So it's just interesting. I would, I would recommend, this is what I would recommend. If I were talking to you one-on-one and I was coaching you, one of the first things I would really have you do is look at all the things that are within your inner kingdom. What's all within your control, right? How well do you um, keep your health, your physical health? Do you like take any pride in your self-image? Do you dress well? Do you shave often? Do you not? Do you let your hair grow out? Do you look presentable, quote unquote? It's not about doing it for other people. It's about doing it in a way that makes you feel proud of who you are and about how you're showing up, right? Because I can tell you right now, if, if someone shows up and they're fit and healthy, I automatically know, you know, that there is a level of commitment to themselves there's a level of discipline that they express. There's a level of uh, execution that I know that the, this person, like those are all qualities that I know this person imbibes. Otherwise, they would not have the level of health and fitness that they have, right? It takes a lot of discipline to stay thin, you know, and fit in a world where everything is suggesting that you, you know, do the opposite. It's really easy to get a dad bod. It's really easy to not be super psyched about your physique. It's really challenging to raise your standards and to uphold those standards even when you go to a fucking, uh, you know, bachelor party. But that's the thing is like I just realized that the older I get, uh, the, the difference in the results that you'll have personally, you that I'm talking to, between... Again, something that I wrote about in the book, you being just an ordinary guy versus being the extraordinary version of you is all in those little decisions on a day-to-day basis, like <laughs> shaving, making your bed, um, putting on you know <laughs> clothes that aren't raggedy, right? Going and working out, avoiding the alcohol, avoiding the caffeine, drinking a lot of water, eating healthy foods, being active, not bailing out when, you know, you piss off your, your significant other, your, your, your spouse and stonewalling them, but staying in the fight, you know, continuing to focus on win-win situations, all those things, those little decisions, they mount, they build, they compound into a life that you're either going to be really proud of or a life that you're going to be, um, really sad for and regretful of. So I recommend you do the former, <laughs> do all the little things that uh, require you to, <laughs> they're not big, they're all little tiny decisions, but they require a level of commitment and a level of, like I said, discipline and perseverance that over time allow you to be uh, respected. I even had one one buddy of mine who split time between New York and in Denver uh, on my on the bachelor party um, say to me like, "Hey, dude, I, w- I want to connect with you uh, after. I, I really want to hear like how you just seem like someone who um, exemplifies discipline in his life. I want to know like how you do your nutrition, how you do your workouts, but then also how you manage your time. How do you like?" 
So it's just interesting. I guarantee you, he probably wouldn't necessarily uh, would have asked me that if I were drinking a ton, eating a lot of shitty food, if my um, physique wasn't fit and healthy, you know, right? Like our bodies, our finances, our relationships, those are all laggards. Those are all lagging, um, what do you call it, KPIs, uh, key performance indicators. Those are all lagging indicators of what happens upstream, right? So those are the results. Our, our health, whether we're fit or we're overweight, our relationship, whether it be passionate and, and fulfilling or like non-existent and not loving, our finances, whether we're living paycheck to paycheck or we have a ton of great things going on financially, those are all uh, actually the, the byproduct and the results of the decisions that you make days, weeks, months, years in advance, right? So I believe that this is resonating because you would not be listening to a podcast of mine nor have, would you have possibly you know, picked up my book if you weren't someone who is either ready to make a shift into uh, a higher frequency in terms of like a greater output of life as a man on this planet or you're already doing it and you're just looking for the next edge. Um, I would go back and look at challenging you on just auditing your life. What what are those little things that you could do that might uh, make a, a, a instrumental uh you know, change, or I should say impact on your life downstream. And that just, it could literally just be that you're committing this week to making your bed every single morning or not hitting the snooze at all, you know, this week. Or, um, like I said, shaving every single morning, putting on uh, something that makes you look you know, good, makes you feel proud of yourself, combing your hair, like whatever, like doing the little things, right? Maybe it's just brushing your teeth twice when you normally brush your teeth only at night and you brush it also in the morning. I don't fucking know. But do something this week that's a little bit out of your norm that would be easy to do but would also give you an elevated sense of pride. And, uh, and if that works for you and you feel good about that, Keep that thing going and take on one other little thing the next week and let that build and see where you're at by the end of the summer. See where you're at at the end of August. And, uh, you know, if you can make some changes with your nutrition, if you can start working out, if you haven't been working out, I guarantee you, you're going to be <laughs> a completely different man and uh, living a life that you are really excited about, stoked about, and, uh, committed to, to continuing to improve. So anyways, again, thanks for letting me uh, take a week off last week. You probably didn't even miss me, but uh, if you did, bless you. <laughs> Looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King. We'll talk soon. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts 
since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.